Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Melissa, we're working on recognition as a leadership team uh-huh. at, uh, at work this week. Oh, So like cool. the idea, like, uh, Chris, one of our leaders, wanted to make sure that people were being recognized for oh, their work, oh, which it. is great. This is a great initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll admit that I'm bad at is recognizing other people mm. because for me, like I'm not super motivated by that. And right. I think in previous pods, we've actually talked about how it kind of like freaks me out. Yeah. So I don't like do that for other people naturally. I have to be really purposeful about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like last week when you, my <laughs> friend, reminded me that I should tell one of my employees how great of a job she'd been doing after I was droning on and on about it to you, but yeah. I had not told her. Exactly. Not, right? a, not a word. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell all her. All you said was, um, should you tell her that? Or did you tell her that? I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Right. I should probably do that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. But tell. then what happened? Because then I said, well, you could call her and you said, ah, uh, I think uh, I'll write an email. Send an email. <laughs> <laughs> so it got me thinking. It really got me thinking about this idea that like what we think of someone else, mm-hmm. do they know what we think of them? Oh, Right? I'm so excited to talk about this. I have a <laughs> lot of ideas. Because I like I'm walking around, right? And I have all sorts of thoughts about all of these people in my life, right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't express that very much, then they prob- probably don't know how much I, you know, like appreciate and love all of them, right? Yeah. They might be thinking like the opposite. Like he never says anything good about me, so I, yeah. you know, yeah. Whatever. It was just like the opposite is true. Yeah. So I thought that there was a really interesting gap yeah. right there. And I bet it causes all sorts of problems. All sorts of ruckus. <laughs> and I think it's slightly exacerbated by your personality style. Right? Because Mine in particular, no. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just that was it, direct. let's talk about how you went right to it being about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, depending on our personality styles, we have a tendency to um, think about rewarding other people or treating other mm. people the way we want to be treated. And we oftentimes assume everybody feels the same way. Mm-hmm. So in other words, um, I'm more of an extrovert, so I have a tendency to be more expressive about how I feel about other people. Mm -hmm. And so until, you know, a few years back, I would treat everybody in that same way. It's like, oh, I'd people, I'd rather people tell me right on how they think or feel about me. Mm. And so I would naturally do that with other people. But if you're an introvert, you really don't want people to come right at you and tell you what they think. You'd rather right. have the dialogue in your own mind and make up that uh, make up that story, right? About mm-hmm. how the other person must be thinking or feeling, rather yeah. than having it come right at you because that's yeah. really overwhelming. 
Yeah. And what's interesting about that is if I am thinking, if I'm trying to figure out what someone else thinks of me, yeah, right? Uh-huh. I project like my <laughs> own self image. Yes, precisely. Right? So if I, yeah, whatever, I'm not thinking highly of myself, I'm going to think other people don't think highly of me, but that could be completely false. Yeah. Yeah. You just summarized that. Once again, you did a really good job of word compacting what I was <laughs> wandering around trying to get at. Yeah. It's true though. It's true though. And and I think a lot of times we make up stories about what other people think about us mm -hmm. and they're not right. Yeah. This is like, we've talked about it like this. Th this is fun because this dovetails into all sorts of things like, I know like does. our five love languages I know, episode, I know, right? I know. So it's like, the words of affirmation is one of those yep. um, yes. five love yeah, languages, yeah, right? Yeah. So people who, um, who, who's that, like, that's their love language, they would actually more naturally give affirming words to other people. Uh -huh. um, and uh, oh, what was the other episode that dovetailed in with? Oh, I'll think about it in a second. Yeah, I no, we, but but I think this does talk. This is has a, has a lot to do with. It has a lot to do with our own self awareness. It has to do with our self esteem. It has to do with how we see the world and our mm -hmm. ability to be objective, right? Because how many times have people misunderstood what you thought of them in your brief recollection? Like, if you were to just think about it, I I think pretty often. Do you? I think so. Like, I think uh, I get the sense that people think I expect a lot more out of them than I actually do. Oh. And that's not saying I have like low expectations no, for no, I know work performance mean. or anything, mm -hmm. but I think they often think they're not doing enough. Oh. Um, huh. it, like, but I, I always think they're doing way more than enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a but little. But again, that's gap probably there. like my low expressiveness. I'm not like showing, telling them like, "Hey, you're doing like way above and beyond what I expect." Yeah, yeah. That's so really by not saying anything, it creates a gap. Well, where they're constantly trying to do more. And, I mean, this this is particularly prevalent in relationships where you have a lot of influence over someone, right? Like, if you're peer to peer, mm -hmm. maybe you don't. Maybe you still think about it, but in a little bit of a different, you don't give it as much energy or you don't give it as much attention. Yeah. But if it's like a, if you're in a role of highly influencing someone else, like a boss or somebody, a mentor, or mm -hmm. you have just a little more experience in something than someone else and they know it, I think that people tell themselves stories that they're being judged. Mm. I think that's just a natural human instinct. Mm -hmm. To think, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to be this certain way. You know, this person, this person must look at me and think I'm not as good as them. Yeah. 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 I would, I was even thinking about, you know, like it, this, this idea is all over work scenarios. Right. Mm -hmm. But it happens yeah. in your personal life too. Like For I sure. just think back to times where like, um, you know, maybe like my wife thought that I wanted the house to be a certain cleanliness. So she tried to live up to a thing like, a mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. keep everything sort of like, um, 
Christine. Yeah, especially when we had like young kids, the ca- the house was always just chaos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like she'd like try to keep it to a standard, which like I really didn't care about. Like like of course the house is a disaster. We have kids. It doesn't yeah. doesn't bother me at all. But she'd always like think that I wanted it cleaner than I actually did. Hmm. So it caused her stress. Yeah. But I didn't realize that for a long time. So why do you think she did? <laughs> like, think about that for a second, because that's interesting. Why do people make assumptions about us and then act on them? Why do you think that is? Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, part of it, well, there's probably a lot of layers here, because in that house scenario, yeah, I think it's probably like there's maybe like a... I don't know, social or stereotypical sort of view of like how, I don't know, clean your house should be or mm. like even, it's probably gets even deeper, like the role of a stay-at-home mom or something and sure. mm-hmm. like what what sort of like these images Pressures. or stereotypes and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might play into it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think actually also plays into it in, in our personal scenario here is like especially when the kids were young like the you know it would just like get overwhelming and then I would spend like an entire Saturday yeah like a crazy person cleaning the house I did too (laughs) so I think what that probably signal single signaled was like hey JJ wants the house way cleaner what I was actually trying to do was just get the house back to like a baseline level of sanity so that you could live in it for a while longer without worrying about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it yeah. wasn't like me trying to, I, I was actually like trying to be helpful. Yeah. But without, what it was probably wor- signaling was like, this isn't good enough. Yeah. So what you're saying, what I just heard you say is your energy was kicking off a message. Mm-hmm. So you, what you were doing, your energy was kicking off a message that was being read, but it wasn't being read quite accurately. Mm-hmm. So this is an important thing to think about because the energy that we kick off, and I'm always talking about energy, the energy we kick off is what people are reading, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. what we're saying. So if we are kicking off an energy of quiet resolution, like I'm just going to clean this house all day. I'm going to put it, take it on myself. I... I'm not going to ask the other person because I know that they're tired. They need mm-hmm. a break. Da, 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 da. Um, but that person is just reading the energy of you scooting around, cleaning everything. You know, that, and that, I, by the way, this is so me. <laughs> um, I, and I think, I think much of it is stemming not from what our expectations of other people are. Rather, it's our expectations for ourselves and wanting to yeah. participate with other people. But yeah. other people are doing the same thing. So I think that they feel that they're judging themselves. So everyone else must be too. Yeah. Think about just like the sort of like global amount of unnecessary anxiety because of this gap. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, you can see, like you can see this like sort of communication um, Mm -hmm. expectation gap all over the place and how much, consternation it Mm -hmm. causes for people Mm -hmm. yeah that's really an interesting thing and you know what i immediately went to thinking about right here i started thinking about how can we help 
How can we help? And maybe what that means is how can we be so aware of the energy that we're kicking off that it leaves very little doubt for others, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause we don't have any control over other people. Yep. You know, even if we tell them, even if we try to even be the most uh, accurate, specific communicator, um, we cannot control how they hear it. Yep. All we can control is what we kick off. And I mean, I think this is just such a good reminder about, yeah. right? Like, what are we, how are we responsible for this? How, how many, I, maybe this doesn't happen to you, but this happens to me where I will say a thing, mm-hmm. a very specific thing. Like, I don't like, like this expectation is okay. And then someone will come back later and say, say like, yeah, I know you said that, but I didn't really feel that that was going to be okay. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. I said something specific, but they came back and said, I didn't feel like you meant that. Right. So that would be like the energy problem you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. Where something about the energy I was kicking off was not aligned with what I was actually saying. Right. I've had that same thing happen. As a matter of fact, this week, I was in a coaching session with someone I just adore, super fun client, very intelligent, good sense of humor. Um, and I asked, I asked him a question. And it was an open-ended question, but I was leading to something because I was excited. Like we were on the verge Mm -hmm. of something, right? And I could just tell he was ready for that. And so I wanted to enter into the conversation more gradually. So I didn't really have an agenda other than getting into the topic. So I didn't have an agenda Mm -hmm. about how the topic went, right? I didn't have an opinion about how he was. I, I I was really excited about talking about that subject. And so I asked a general question. And the energy that I asked that with, he picked up on right away. And he said, my spidey sense tells me that you might know something I don't. Hmm. And I was so taken aback by that. I was like, oh, no, not at all. Like, I'm just excited to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. But that that enthusiasm or that energy that I was kicking out, getting ready for the conversation, like getting ready to be ready. He was um, misunderstanding as I was coming for him in some way, Uh, not quite that hard, but. Well, that's a, that's, that's, that's an interesting story. The thing that struck me the most was that he had the awareness and uh, to, to kind of call you on it. Yep. Yes. To yes. say, because if he didn't, he would have thought you had like some sort of other agenda. Mm-hmm. Yep. The entire conversation, it would have wrecked the whole conversation because he would have yep. been like constantly thinking, oh, Melissa's got some alternative motive here, some mm-hmm. some other agenda, some other information that, mm-hmm. you know, and she, it, it would have turned into like probably yeah. a way worse yeah. interaction. Well, it and maybe not, well, maybe. Or it just could have been a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Right. Because I think, because you know what? We all do that. We all reach for the other person in any conversation. We're reaching for what does that other person need? What does that other person expect? What is Mm. happening right now? 
What am I trying to get done right now? Like we all are in our heads all the time. And I don't think Mm -hmm. we notice it. And in this situation, I was grateful because particularly with him, that's been something that he has high anxiety. Well, high anxiety is based off of us trying to get out ahead of absolutely everything before it happens. Mm -hmm. Anxiety, we always talk about that. It's spending too much time focusing on the future, which means that we aren't present when we're listening and talking Mm -hmm. with other people. So if we're talking with someone who's more introverted, like you, for example, and there's a, okay, so if you and I are in conversation and you are more careful with your words, you're more, you choose your words more Mm -hmm. specifically. Um, If I was really worrying about the outcome of the conversation, I'd have a hard time listening to the words that you chose, even if there were only 10 of them. Mm -hmm. Because I'd be so busy looking at you like, oh, are you okay with what we're saying? Like, is this okay? And um, I think that's a really important thing to pay attention to is our own reactions and responses while we're having conversations with Mm. other people, because we're making these giant leaps and opinions about what the other person thinks Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time. And then we're reacting to that. Yeah. Like you're reacting to like your own thoughts. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Being a human is ironic. (laughs) Like, right, your brain is like in its constant state of like irony against itself or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was reflecting on that. Actually, yesterday I was reflecting on that, like how engaged our brain is constantly telling us stories. Mm-hmm. And um, I have I started with two new clients this week. So it was a very busy week. And I have a number of clients that I've been in partnership with now for several months. And the different kinds of conversations are just so textbook at those different um, report points in the relationship and how when people first come to me, how stuck in their heads they are mm. and how it's so hard to see because yeah. it's painful. Yeah. It is painful. So this week, another, uh, another thing I was dealing with was we had – uh, two individuals that were just having kind of like a communication problem around a project, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the people uh, is like an idea guy, right? Mm-hmm. Always has ideas. Yeah. Always spitting out ideas. Like, you know, these people, right? It's just like a <laughs> right. constant spray of ideas. And to them, that's that's like part of their persona and part of their value, like yes. they think the idea generation is valuable, right? Yeah. To some people on the other side of that firehouse, it's <laughs> like, oh my God, stop trying to change our project. No, we can't do this or that. Right. It's like, it's like feels like constant breaks and it's exhausting. Yes. Right? Yes. And so as we were talking about how like ideas, I like, I love ideas, like, right? Like I'm an idea guy too, mm-hmm. yeah. but the way we start spitting those ideas out is important, mm-hmm. right? So I was kind of just doing some coaching around like, Hey, how do we bring ideas to the table and when's it appropriate and, and blah, blah, blah. And we started, and you and I talking about this, like we start using words like, like, Hey, I wonder if, right, right, right. right? And so, yeah. but it, it struck me as you were talking about like our, our brain and it's filling in these stories and yeah. it, and it generating these ideas. It's like. Um, that's what your brain does, right? Mm-hmm. It it creates ideas, 
and like so many of them are not good mm-hmm. or just throw away or just but it's it's part of its value is to generate ideas so you, you kind of have to objectively think like are these ideas and stories that are being generated now good or bad mm-hmm. if they're not if mm-hmm. they're not good, then throw them away. They, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. And yes, and the brain's job, its its function is to come from a place of experience. Mm-hmm. It's creating from a place of past experiences. So it's limited. Yeah. It's limited. So, so like this whole thing where we've got like, you know, miscommunications happening between people yeah. and people not understanding what other people think and your brain trying to fill in all of these gaps with stories mm-hmm. that it just makes up like ideas it just creates to see if it might yeah. fit or not. Right. It just it's just like noise. Chaos. It's just noise. It's just <laughs> noise. And then we get tired. I think we get tired. We create noise. We all create mm-hmm. noise. I think we get so exhausted from the noise yeah. that eventually we just stop or we hit a wall or we hit a breaking point or we feel depressed or we get Mm -hmm. quiet. And, and it's usually in those quiet times where we start then judging ourselves. But what we seem to do is push it out to other people's opinion again, like, which brings us back to what you started the conversation with. It's like, we start telling ourselves stories that this other person must see me like this. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling so like this. Everyone else must see me as such a fill in the blank. Yeah, right. And then those other people had nothing to do with it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I want to ask you, we talked about energy mm-hmm. and how like you got to get your words mm-hmm. and your energy to align mm-hmm. for people to actually get it. Yeah. How do you get into a conversation where you're like posturing the right energy mm-hmm. or you're putting out the right energy? Like, yeah, I love, what I tips love, do you have around? Yeah. Around that. Well, and I, I, I'd like to hear your idea or your ideas and what you think, too. For me, I think the number one thing, and I always have the same answer for almost every question as it relates to this, it's how do you really feel? And so often when we don't feel good in a conversation, in a partnership, at work, whatever, these moments where we don't feel good is when we start amping up our stories. So, mm-hmm. and then we kick off a certain energy. That's the natural way. We have a feeling, we think about that feeling and it creates an action. We have mm. a feeling, we think about that feeling and it creates the action. So what I would suggest is check in with what is that feeling like? I'm in this brainstorm session and I haven't said anything for 10 minutes. Am I being judged for not being creative? Okay. Mm -hmm. As soon as you hear those questions and as soon as you feel a judgment, as soon as you feel heavy inside, ask yourself, wait a minute, what's behind this? What am I, what am I thinking about that's making me feel bad? That's then causing me to act in a way that doesn't really honor or suit me. Mm -hmm. I think it's just checking in with our feelings first. And And sometimes, you know what, we just don't feel like we're in a good spot. Sometimes we've had a bad night or we haven't slept well or our kids are having problems or, you know, there's all sorts of reasons that we don't feel our best selves. But recognizing that that we often then will jump to putting it on someone else's shoulders because it feels easier to blame someone else than to say, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing this. Like it's way easier to say, oh, Chris was just doing this or you know, 
Mm-hmm. Tom was just, he was in such a bad spot. It was just hard to deal with him. And the reality is it'd be, it's more gentle and easier to pass through if you just say, that was me, actually. I just not feeling very good and it's okay. I'm not going to be mean to myself about it. And I'm not going to push my story on other people about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I don't feel good today. You know, it's just like being more present in how we feel. Yeah. And, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No, I was just, I was just thinking back to like my, um, uh, crazy cleaning persona mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was actually trying to be helpful, but I was also probably a little irritated yeah. that the house yep. got so messy and right. that I had to spend an entire Saturday dealing with it. Right. So we do that though. We, we kind of collect stamps and then that last book, get, that last stamp fills the book, right? And mm-hmm. then we cash the book in. So for you that Saturday morning, the last stamp got filled because you probably stepped on a Lego Yep. <laughs> and that was it. You were all in, you were going to clean the dang house and you were going to prove to everyone, not just you, yeah. that this is what the house can look like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's normal. Cause I think that's what we do is we feel kind of yucky and we don't want to acknowledge that to ourselves. Nope. But right. So like, is it possible, like, would it be possible for me to like, kind of get the point across? Like, like, I really want to clean the house. It makes me feel better. I yeah. am irritated that the house is this messy. This is not a judgment on anything else. Anyone else is yeah. not a judgment on the kids or yeah. my yeah. wife or anyone. It's just like a thing I need to do for myself. Although that still leaves a, you know, it feels like that's would still leave a gap. Well, I think that. But it's a, maybe it's a place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, I think that the most important thing is that we are honest with ourselves and we get used to being able to honor ourselves through, through mm-hmm. saying and being and doing our authentic, our authenticity. So like for me, for example, like the thing that I value, I also value a clean house, but the, the thing that I really value is that the people that are close to me know exactly how I feel about them, mm. not in a flowery way, but I want them to know that I love them. Mm-hmm. And so I made a decision that even if it was awkward, I was going to let people know that that's how I felt. And so with all of my friends, and I've told you I love you, like I've told Mm -hmm. my friends that I love them. And, you know, people don't know how to respond to real deep truths because it's like, um, weird. (laughs) But for me, it's not to me. It's just like I want to honor how I feel and I want to know that people deeply know that I care for them. And so I, I may not always have the best action and I may beat myself up sometime and I may not be my best self but I am going to push as much as I can in my awareness when I can, I'm going to just honor how I am. And Mm -hmm. it feels really good to do that. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to be. Yeah. And I'm not there all the time, but I sure enjoy practicing. And I think we can all do that. We can all choose just to practice something that is really authentic for us and say it in a way that we speak from our language. It's like, I'm doing this so that I am taking care of letting people know how I feel. I'm not doing this because I have expectations of other people to me or that anyone has to respond to me in a certain way or that I expect things back. It's just simply I'm doing this because I'm honoring me. And please don't take that personally or don't, you know, don't take that in the wrong way. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. 
second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.